Joe Biden meets with Vladimir Putin today. Uh, also, CNN gushes over their handshake. You're not going to believe this. And President Trump visits the border before the own border czar. We've got a lot coming up today, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Yes, I am wearing a cat dress. No, I am not sorry about it. Uh, today, we've got a lot coming up and I'm also joined by the one and only Elijah Schaefer. What an intro. Offensive. It's a new intro. It is. It's a new season. We have a new mug. Yes. It's got like a bit of retro with a modern twist. Uh -huh. You know, this is, a, this is a great start to the white boy summer. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> of course, the white supremacist would mention white boy summer. But you know that you you do know that it does have to. You can't you can't say summer anymore. You did hear about that one? No. Yeah, you know about this. Wait, so, hold on, hold on. So we're joined. Yeah. Uh, we're also joined by Jill Savage, former sports reporter. Yeah, uh, I need to know why we can't. Yeah, call it summer. I know. Like, let's well, keep hold it on. Hot the girls, top things. news of the day. No, because Jill, because Jill, you guys are the hot girls, which was supposed to be hot girl hot summer. Hot girl summer. Right. No way. That's a thing. House. Not in my house. This is the summer of the white boy. This is, we are grilling, we are wearing short shorts, we are wearing sandals. You are, are wearing short oh, shorts Oh, I am, today. I'm doing it all. <laughs> and uh, by the way, somebody who works here, who's a lesbian, was like, I'm a lesbian, but also there's a lot going on there. But hey, <laughs> blessings to the, those of you that are not lesbians. Um, no, but it, it, they said that you can't, uh, that you can't use the word summer because it's Eurocentric to think of the world in terms of seasons based off the Northern Hemisphere. Stop. When melanin decreases as you go below it, below the Southern Hemisphere, right? So you don't want to talk about summer anymore because it, it, it isolates the Southern Hemispheric, more melanated people. So you have to speak the year in quarters, quarter one, quarter two, quarter three. <gasps> so I've just adopted it and now I'm calling it white boy Q3. Oh my gosh. So we're all financial majors now. Like we have to speak of the season. Yes, we're in, in quarter three. Finances. Oh. This is gonna be a great quarter three. That and they'll, is, they'll get really awful. mad at that at some point too, because they're gonna be like a quarter? What about the yen? Right, 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 right. That's, that's xenophobic. Anyway, sorry, hot girls. White boy summer in full effect. White boy Q3. Uh, well, now that we've gotten that big top story out of the day, uh, let's talk about Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin, who, of course, as we talked about on the program yesterday, they had this big meeting take place today. Uh, Biden said that the tone of the meeting was good and positive. He said he made, quote, no threats to his Russian counterpart, but warned of consequences consequences, which I'm sure when you're Vladimir Putin listening to Joe Biden warn of consequences, you're just like shaking in your boots, I would imagine, because Joe Biden really, I mean, projecting this strong, uh, strong appearance. So uh, he said there was a lot of hype around it, but the meeting was straightforward. Now, um, it is interesting because, you know, we can get into the ins and outs of what both presidents reported, how it was. I know Putin said that there was no hostility in the meeting, uh, that they both agreed to return ambassadors to their posts. So there is that. But um, but Joe Biden attending a press conference after the meeting, very interesting. He, I mean, quite literally, we talk about the left saying the quiet parts out loud. Um, he quite literally can't stop saying the quiet parts out loud. Here is Joe Biden telling reporters like, I, here, let me get my list of people that they told me to call on, watch. I'll take your questions and as usual, folks, they gave me a list of the people I'm gonna call on. So, uh, Jonathan, Associated Press. 
As usual, folks. As usual. I, look, they don't want me to speak out of turn. They want me to use my flashcards that I know that we've all seen uh, on all of the pictures floating around on Twitter. He's got his flashcards, his little talking points of why Trump was a big, mean bully, and he tweeted mean things. And thank God we have Joe Biden, who is the most popular president uh, in American history. But there you have it right there. As usual, they gave me a list of people I'm going to call on. It's incredible. As usual, they gave him a list. And then the other part of that is, and I, if I don't do this, I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. You're the president of the United States. Who's going to tell you that you've done something wrong, right? Like, they are treating <laughs> him yeah. as a child. Because th this is the first time that we've seen him multiple days in a row. The United States, right? Like, we're not in charge of this. They can only protect him uh -huh. so far. And... Now you see the deterioration, right? The other world leaders are laughing at him. Yeah. And it's just the prolonged exposure, I think, for him mm -hmm. that whatever they've done, like to get him ready for the debates and all of, you know, his very first press conference, we all had to wait forever for that. Like whatever they did there, they can't keep doing that day after day, whatever, you know, all, all that goes into getting Joe TV ready. Yeah, we, can't we can't imagine. keep doing that. And it's it's so sad to see the leader of the free world, like, apologizing it. Oh, who am I supposed to call on? Oh, sorry. Mm, yeah, it is interesting. Have you seen the compilation of him saying he's going to get in trouble? I have not seen that. Do you have that? I, I actually, I don't think we do. But Why it's, would you it's tease floating. me? Why I know, do you tease me? I know. I'll, I'll find it off uh, here and you, send you it to me. you. tease me. But, you know, what, what the audience may not know, which is something very interesting, is why Biden is like this. So it's by design. So about 10 years ago, right, there was talks about trying to understand how to prevent war, how to create a, a global order and sort of a unification in countries and one of the methods from the World Economic Forum was that they needed to restore and remove populist leaders from power that excite people and they needed to bring in uh, leaders that were uninteresting ambiguous and seemed to have no celebrity this would get people disassociated from the main political uh, table people will become uninterested in politics and this will allow them to continue to make policies and move at a global scale with people just sitting back and saying it's boring. So when populist leaders rise, it gets people interested in politics, like when Trump rose. So Marine Le Pen, or you're talking about you're talking about Bolsonaro or talking about Trump. These are their enemy because these make people aware of what they're doing behind the scenes. When someone's like Biden, you don't even know what he's doing in front of the scenes, let alone like what's going on. And so this weakens and makes that's why they always say, oh, it's just a normal president. He's just, you know, uh, just a soft spoken guy. He doesn't tweet mean things because their whole goal is to deescalate the eyes on the government and the way that they were and get us distracted with this foolish buffoon of a man so that they can continue pushing their, you know, their great research which you're living through. Yeah. I mean, you're living through it, and it's not very fun. Yeah. Uh, Biden also maintained that the relationship with Russia and the United States is not about trust, but self-interest and verification of self-interest. Uh, he said he does not think that Putin is looking for a Cold War with the United States um, and that there was a strategic dialogue with Russia. Now, I do want to bring to your attention kind of a tense moment within that press conference that we just showed you. Um, so it, it is it perplexes me because you have Biden. He goes out there. He says, as usual, I have the list to call on. And then he just can't help himself but answer one of the questions that was shouted at him uh, by Caitlin Collins. Um, he, he can't help it. He has to turn around and answer, and he, it gets very, very tense. Watch. 
Why are you so confident he'll change his behavior, Mr. President? Yeah, I'm not confident change his behavior. What the hell? What do you do all the time? So when did I say I was confident? You I said, said in the next six I months said, what well, I said. I like this one. Let's get it straight. Do you? I said, what Based? will change their behavior <laughs> is that the rest of the world reacts to them and it diminishes their standing in the world. I'm not confident of anything. I'm just stating the fact. But given his past behavior has not changed, and in that press conference after sitting down with you for several hours, he denied any involvement in cyber attacks, he downplayed human rights abuses, he even refused to say Alexei Navalny's name. So how does that account to a constructive meeting as President, President Putin? Friday? You don't understand that, you're in the wrong business. That was uh, that was awkward, especially coming from obviously the party who, you know, President Trump would kind of get in these tense exchanges with the media. And we would be hearing nonstop on CNN for 24 to 48 hours straight uh, how he was attacking the freedom of the press. Here you have Joe Biden in kind of an intense moment telling Caitlin Collins, of all people, uh, if you don't understand that, you're in the wrong business. I mean, can you can you just I just can view the headlines right now about how a sexist Trump. Can you believe he said this to Caitlin Collins, how rude it was, how he's attacking the free press. And uh, but here you have it, Biden getting very upset that he's getting asked tough questions. It does make you wonder um, I think he's still kind of surprised that he, that he's getting the tough questions at all. Yeah, and he has since come out and said that he shouldn't have been such a wise guy towards Caitlyn. That was his apology was, I shouldn't have been such a wise guy. That was guy. his handler's like, apology, yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, if that that's the best that you can do in this situation, right? To your point, if this was Donald Trump, it would be headlines for 48 hours mm -hmm. at that point in time. Um, but when I look at Biden, anytime he's confronted, he attacks, right? Like that's that's his default. We know Kamala just laughs at everything mm -hmm. that she doesn't want to answer. Joe will Joe will go after you. And, and you just see that that if, if we can flip it into some strange, twisted world where Joe Biden was a Republican, he would not have lasted to this point in time with the press. He would like they would have been like, all right, stage left. Let's go. Let's mm -hmm. back up. Let's go. But it's it's so absurd to see when when he does go out there in front of the public and, and this was something that he wasn't prepared for, that this is the way that he acts. Yeah, also, I actually have an odd opinion that Biden's pretty awesome. It's just the whatever is currently on display is not awesome because it's a controlled part of him. Now, I don't like his policies, but I can respect the man over the decades. I mean, he's a hustler. He's an extorter. He's corrupt. He's <laughs> played things. I mean, he's, he's a man's man. I mean, he played dirty. And if you listen to him in the 90s, I mean, this guy knew what was up. In fact, we I went 90s Biden back. Biden in the 90s was legit. Like, these are super predators out here. These are crazy. Like, you know, Hillary Clinton said super predators. He was saying that people are violent, that we need to fix crime, that we need to, he was super harsh on people mm -hmm. who committed crimes. And, you know, he wasn't afraid to say un, unpopular statistics on, you know, ethnic diversity and the way things affect each other. And he was really cool. And I was like, what happened in 90s Biden? Well, he's been muzzled. He's a dementia patient and he's been put out. And that's the intention is like, this is why they're mad when he does this, because the whole goal, like I said earlier, is so that Biden isn't he, they don't want him in the headlines for being a strong, charismatic leader. They want him to seem weak. That's why he salutes his wife, apologizes. Mm -hmm. He's not allowed to seem strong. It's the castration of masculinity in the sector, which is why Boris Johnson at the G7 said, 
The future is going to be more feminine. Because as they feminize the world, that's why you wonder why this all is coming together, the sexualization of children, feminization of men, taking away populist leaders. It's creating a dormant, controllable society paired with forced inflation through, you know, the deadliest pandemic in American history, whatever happened there. They are, they re-engineered the world. And so it's like, people make fun of Biden, like, oh, it's just so sad. It's like, no, it's sad that we're the ones still focusing on him, because mm. that's not the focus. We need to find out who's behind him, just like Darren Beatty was figuring out about the Capitol recently, how the FBI might have played a role in that. We need to go deeper, and we need to get the deep state where it hurts. Yeah, I want to, okay, so I want to get your thoughts on that particular story with the, the what's going on with the FBI and and one six. I'm not sure how much we're allowed to say with uh, the benevolent overlords over at YouTube. We can say maybe, possibly. We're talking about the no, I mean, well, can I, can I just, you were there. For, maybe. Yeah, he, maybe. He was... He, no, I was well, 100%. Allegedly. He was... Yeah, at, <laughs> I was, I was uh, I, my phone was there. No. <laughs> I mean, uh, as a reporter... Yeah, I'll say this. Covering the events on the ground. So Ricky's so. going to get pissed at this one, but, uh, <laughs> you know, when, when, I, when I, through my research and, and deep understanding of looking at mass chaos events, the Capitol being one of them, uh, but seeing several, including things that are, I look at things that are in the media, that the media uses, or that they quickly push away mm -hmm. to look for suspicion. When you look at something like the Capitol, where no one knows what happened, or you look at something a few years ago, like the Las Vegas shootings, one thing that we can find is the FBI informants involved, right? The Las Vegas shooter's wife was involved yeah. with the FBI. Uh, I've come across many people that were at the Capitol, some of them committing the violence that were FBI informants that were being extorted. Um, and so all I can tell you is that there are FBI informants directly involved and that we do have evidence that, just like putting a nice car in a low-income neighborhood and wondering, oh, I can't believe someone tried to steal it. It's like they, they gaslight people. This is why Merrick Garland said white supremacy is the greatest threat. Yeah. Someone says the right, the, the, the red-pilled right that doesn't hasn't taken the clown pill yet is like, oh my gosh, that's such a lie. White supremacy is not it. And you go, no, that's actually the best. I'm glad he said that. Now I know what the FBI is trying to yeah. do. They're trying to bait yep. white people into committing acts of terror so that they can say, see, we Told were right. So. Yeah. And that's what I believe the Capitol was. I think that it was a mix of natural anger, but I think that agitators were sent and now we're finding out the FBI might be involved in that. We can't prove anything, but Darren Beatty's onto something and nobody's been able to refute him yet in the media. They've just been able to try to bury his story. Mm. All right. Well, uh, we've got more to come. Sorry about that, um, Ricky. <laughs> we've got more to come first. We want to thank our sponsor, Freedom Project Academy. Uh, in case you guys are not aware, if you have children in public school, you've got to pay attention to what they're being taught. All right. If you're new to this show, if you watch this show, it's no surprise to you. But if you're new to this show, uh, they're teaching children. There's no difference between boys and girls. They're teaching you that if you're white, you're racist and you have to atone for your sins. By the way, math is racist, too. They're, they're taught how to support Black Lives Matter, but not necessarily like things like reading and writing. That's why you need to consider Freedom Project Academy for your children. Uh, FPA has already perfected live online learning. They've been doing it way before COVID, so they have got it down. They are built on Judeo-Christian values, they have a classical curriculum, and they are dedicated to providing mastery of subject matter, not leftist propaganda. All right, the fall semester will be upon us before we know it. You've got to go to freedomforschool.com. That is freedomforschool.com. Request your free information packet today. You do not want your children being indoctrinated by the left. You've got to go there, freedomforschool.com. That is freedomforschool.com.
right, wrapping up the topic of uh, Russia and the meeting between Biden and Putin. You know, on this program, we just have to make a little note of how the mainstream media is covering all of these things because we heard for four years uh, how, you know, it was the G6 plus one when it was President Trump and all of these things. And now the media, here's CNN gushing over uh, Joe Biden's handshake with Vladimir Putin, mm. which is weird because I seem to remember handshakes being in the news with President Trump, but for a completely different reason. Uh, here's that. How are you, President Putin, today? These moments are about moments. And I'll tell the you one moment I noticed moments. there in the Biden-Putin interaction. The handshake, Biden looked Putin in the eye with a smile, Putin looked away. Again, you don't want to read too much or too little, but, but again, these are about public posturing. It's about how you project strength. And that, that was a notable oh, moment to me. You project strength by smiling. Also, you project strength. I don't know if you guys saw this later when they were sitting in the meeting and Putin was totally doing a alpha man spread and oh there it is alpha man spread and joe biden has his little legs all crossed up like that that is totally projecting strength you guys i have not seen any more strength than right there uh elijah your thoughts on this Joe looked like she was ready to speak to you. You're about to go for it. Look at that face. It, I just want the I camera was, to see her. Go, go for it. It feels <laughs> like the tingle in the leg moment, right? Yeah. When they're like, oh, look at that handshake. Oh, this is so exciting, right? <laughs> First of all, COVID, we aren't supposed to be shaking hands. What are you doing, mm -hmm. right? Like we all got in trouble for that for so long. And now it's all just... Well, they are, they are vaccinated, I, I to be fair. That, but they still, I, I mean... Vaccinated. Oh, that's okay. That's also fair. You Did you guys see the mask when they, when they had the masks on? And then they said... Okay, okay, I think we can take the masks down. off. And they sat down literally in the exact same spots that they were at. And oh. then they were all like socializing. COVID doesn't hit you if you're sitting down, if you're eating it's at science. restaurants. We've made a deal it's with COVID. Just science. But I love it that, that they come in and they're like, Joe Biden, just the strength that he exudes when he's standing there. And he sits down and he's like, oh, can I take my coat off? And he has his note cards that are there. And I just think back to Ronald Reagan and Gorbachev in Iceland and Reagan. It was so cold and he didn't have an overcoat on or a hat or gloves. And he got out and everybody was like, wow, we've been told this is an old frail yeah. man. And they couldn't right? They couldn't believe how strong Reagan was. And then you just fast forward to 2021 and you look at Joe Biden and they're like, oh, man, guys, he did it. He shook his hand. Like, the standards have fallen so low. It's a yeah. gay, too. You know, everything's a little <laughs> more gay during Pride Month. It's everywhere. And apparently, I mean, I, I don't know about that. I'm not, I don't know about the sexuality of that anchor. But, I mean, the way that he fawned and oohed and awed over a man's hands and what he could do with them was just, was just something that I would only expect during this month of all months. And it's so funny, too, because it's like, oh, and he shook his hand. First of all... Thanks for letting me know that Biden's now allowed to shake hands again. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that that was mm -hmm. back in vogue. Mm -hmm. Cool. Number two, it's like the moments are about moments. You know, no, the food, these moments the are moments. The flavor's about yeah. the flavor. You know, it's like, <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? It's become a poetic, uh, you know, narrative that they think that they're part of this like movie, like they're central characters to a movie, and that's really what it is. It's like a script. Yeah. And you're watching this dude. Putin knows that Biden is. I mean, at least he knows now he's not a hologram after touching him. I mean, that was the first time I've been able to prove Biden's not a hologram. I haven't seen Biden touch a person legitimately or someone touch him in any meaningful way. And now I'm like, all right, it's taken me three months to finally realize he's not like a digital projection. His wife has been pulling him back, you know, when, when he got lost at lunch the other day. Oh, come over, come yeah. over here. Now, yeah. you, never know, you know, hey, it took me a while. 
it's off the table now. You've heard it here, folks. Joe Biden is officially not a hologram, which is bad for all of us because he's not going away that quickly. <laughs> uh, all right, let's switch over to the border. So former President Trump uh, announced yesterday that he is traveling to the U.S.-Mexico border. This is, That's of awesome. course, in the midst of this border crisis that I'm, I'm sorry, I did use the term crisis. It's not a crisis. The administration says this is not a crisis. It's just that there are record numbers of illegal immigrants flooding into uh, the country. But other than that, humanitarian it is not a disaster. Thank you. A crisis a is point. overstating it. That's a, great a grave, point. deadly, and costly humanitarian crisis is the nicer, more conservative way to put it. That's a great point. So um, the border numbers for last month uh, was just a uh, 674 percent increase versus but just 674 <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, not it a thousand are you mean yeah, the yeah. violent crime increase stats <laughs> yeah. in american cities or is it the border surge like you never the even know anymore yes everything is hundreds <laughs> percent positive in the wrong direction yeah yeah the answer is yes inflation as <laughs> well is also yes. who knows yes the answer is just yes uh so it is kind of embarrassing especially with kamala's fumbles we continued to see all last week she kept going on television uh completely botching her her answers on the border still has not been. And uh, President Trump is going to go there with Governor Greg Abbott before even the borders are. Um, I would ask if it surprises either of you, but I have a feeling that I Wait, know what going? your answer would when be. When are they actually going? Next week. Yeah. Wednesday. I should be there. You should Wednesday be there. Wednesday the 30th. You why am I? There. I should be there. What are you worried about to say? Why am I here right now? I got to go. Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, is Abbott? <laughs> you, you have Trump's a week to get there. Okay. We're really close. We're you good. Should, you got to do my job for me because I should know this. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I just read the article. Okay. <laughs> that's like, all. So if I do your job, <laughs> you mean prep for this show. <laughs> you caught me. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, thanks, Elijah. Nobody he's, so, that he's like, no, we should listen to what Jill has to say because I didn't prep for the show. <laughs> Jill, go. We'll now see his prep for next week. We're doing it right now on this show. Yeah, no, but this is, this is crazy. I mean, I don't even have a lot to say on this. I'm just saying that the fact that Trump going down there with Abbott, not only did I find out, this is important, and I did not know that our governor was disabled, and I made a joke about him sitting down, and I didn't know he was disabled, so you my bad. You are Joe Biden. Stand up. I said, Chuck. he said, we got to stand up. We got to stand up for Israel. And I said, that's interesting you say that while sitting down. And then here's the best part is the president of this company was like, hey, Abbott's office probably won't get your humor. And I was like, yeah, I was being sarcastic. That was my humor. Delete. And I was like, turned out he was in a wheelchair. And I just didn't know that he was in a wheelchair. So my bad, Governor Abbott, no mean to disrespect you. Totally you found Joe that out. Biden. You are Joe Biden. I'm a Californian that moves to Texas. This is so awkward. Thing. This is so awkward right now. I'm going to go ahead and keep <laughs> talking. I think that Trump is going <laughs> down. <laughs> well, I never know because everyone's sitting. It's like it's just pressers and people are just sitting. So, like, I didn't know anyone was disabled. I didn't know that. Plus, it's like, it's not like, how would you know? Like, they don't show his wheelchair or anything. They don't really show a lot of it. So, kind of like with FDR, he's usually just, like, in a position. And I just thought it was a funny statement. Turned out I was being a complete jerk to a disabled man. Well, I, Sorry to the I office find of that Greg to be Abbott. very ableist of you. Only slightly below. <laughs> but also uh, Chuck on Schumer. brand. <laughs> also on brand. Uh, so on the on the subject of illegal immigration, the Biden administration is converting a government office that was created by former President Trump that had assisted Americans who were victims of crimes committed by illegal immigrants to focus instead on helping immigrants who are crime victims. This comes obviously as Joe Biden continues to undo 
literally every single thing that President Trump did that he is able to undo, I think with the selling point, well, President Trump did it, so I'm going to undo it. So this is one of two major changes along with speeding up the visa process for immigrant victims that they're, they're trying to place a greater emphasis on caring for immigrant victims who may be scared or confused on how to report crimes. I mean, why would you want to focus on Americans who are crimes of illegal, uh, committed by illegal immigrants when you me. can, was that, it was too much? Focusing on Americans? It was too offensive? Too offensive. Even it, for slightly offensive. It sounds offensive. like America first. Whoa, that is, whoa. That's a whoa. line too far. Yeah, you it's can't like, do that. next thing you know it, Next thing you know, she's going to be reading about German history, and it's just that's the rabbit hole. You start caring about America, and you are a Nazi. The next or day. even worse, or even worse, Elijah, she may have a ton of American flags around her. That is, I mean, that's disturbing. We're so that's just that's disturbing. So, all, good news abounds, you guys. Good news abounds. All right, we got to go to break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. So for those of you who have not tried Built Bar yet, I actually got to, I got Elijah hooked on these as well. Everyone in the studio is obsessed with, I like to call myself the Built Bar Czar. Actually, I don't think I came up with that, but someone called me the Built Bar Czar and I really liked it, so it's stuck. Uh, Built Bar is, it's not just a protein bar, it tastes like a candy bar. So you're eating it and you know that you're eating something that is low in calories, low in carbs, high in protein and fiber, but you feel like you're cheating on your diet. So you can go to the pantry, grab one of these whenever you have your sweet tooth and you're not going to expand your waistline. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. Uh, you gotta try some. They, they come in a ton of different flavors. They've got caramel brownie. They've got uh, chocolate chip cookie dough, which I especially recommend. They've got a ton of them. If you're looking for a last minute gift for dad, you got to go there. It is builtbar.com. Use promo code NEWS15. You will get 15% off of your order only at B-U-I-L-T, builtbar.com, promo code NEWS15. Uh, we were just talking about Texas Governor Greg Abbott. He just signed legislation to ban the teaching of critical race theory. Uh, now, this legislation details how and what educators can teach as it relates to the history of the United States. So it doesn't say critical race theory in the actual bill, but it does forbid teachers from requiring or making part of a course, the 1619 Project, So, which is obviously the, like, critical, no pun intended, part of critical race theory. Um, I do want to get your thoughts on this, you guys. I know that this is something that the experts have been saying. This is one of, if not the strongest uh, ban on critical race theory that has surfaced. I know there was one that was signed in Florida not that long ago. But um, I, just to throw into the conversation, I have a friend who uh, does a lot of work in the McKinney ISD. So if, for those of you who live in Texas, you'll know where that is. But um, I just wanted to bring to you parents out there your attention that uh, there is another um, curriculum that they teach in these schools, specifically in McKinney ISD, that is called AVID. And it does not teach critical race theory, but they call it culturally relevant teaching. And uh, it is grounded in critical race theory, but it is not critical race theory. And it apparently uh, requires us to examine the curriculum through the lens of people of color. And it kind of gives the same feel as critical race theory. So you gotta believe that now they're just gonna find ways around it. So they'll be like, well, we won't teach the 1619 project, right? So, um, but we will teach 
to be anti-racist and all of these other terms that keep popping up. Um, are we completely doomed? Yes. When you <laughs> Great. look at awesome. Well, let's wrap ten, it up, ten guys. Confident girl summer. Confident girl summer. Completely doomed. I mean, we've had how many different companies that we've seen that are like, oh, if you're a white male, sorry, we can't hire you. Mm. All of our diversity quotas aren't going to be hit. Like, it is in industries where you don't see even outward facing people. It's just internally, but they're also tied to bonuses for the CEOs and, and leadership teams. So if that's how everything is going to be structured in corporate America, and then we're going in and teaching the children, if you're white, like you should be apologizing mm -hmm. for who you are, for what you've done. Like you can't tell me that there's a 13 year old out there that should feel bad because of racism in this country 20, you know, 200 years ago. Like you can't say that that's that child's fault, but that's what we're trying to portray right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's also very antithetical to Western idealism to be focusing so much on the past. This is why a lot of cultures don't succeed. Ones that are past-focused, that look to ancestors, tend to be less developed in science. They tend to have lower IQs. They tend to have lower uh, standards of education. So when the society looks backwards, they have no way to build the future. And so curriculum that's about right, making right the wrongs of the past gives no room to figure out how to make the future a better place. And that's why it is not Western and it is not it is, it is foreign and it will destroy destroy our society and it is destroying it at a fundamental level. So someone might say, well, if you're not big government, why would you want something banned? Well, the government is there for the welfare and the safety of the people partially. But that comes down to the government governing. If there is an ideology that's being pushed in government schools that's leading to the degradation of society, mm -hmm. then that is in the will of the people to no longer be taught by the government. The government can't outlaw it, like that you can't access it. And if someone said, a critic said was like, Oh, yeah, but outlawing it, don't you think the teenagers are going to really get into it? Because, you know, you know how that works with alcohol and drugs. You outlaw them and you take, you know, you say you can't have them in schools and all the kids get them. And it's like, bro, <laughs> 1619 Project <laughs> isn't good kush or something like this. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's not equivalent to a bottle of a vodka. That's a weird analogy. But I'm saying like, that's what, that's what, but that's what yeah. they're saying though, is that like, oh, like they're going to find it. It's like, you took God out of schools. Did the young people go and, and no. get on their own time to find God? No, you no. know when you limit things out of education, you can shape a whole society. That's why they took God out and now we're going to take their weird humanist, divisionary, tribalistic, Eastern religion back out of our schools. It's a religion and we're banned. We banned religion from the state and we're going to ban their religion too. Right. And I hope that the leftists like Bill Maher has been saying so many good things, which is so weird to say as a Every sentence. Every once in a while in he and does. Itself, and right? you're like, oh, this and, is And odd. he was like, guys, if you think that this is as bad as we've ever had it, I mean, come on, like millennials and Generation Z, there, were there, were, there was life before you. Right, it was right. fine. But it just looked like when they had that epiphany right and he's opening the eyes to that kind of an audience it's like yeah there there are other things that happened before you were here and it's okay <laughs> to say that what we're doing now is better than what we were doing then but everybody wants to believe that you can't say that like everything we have is so terrible because that's what that's all we've been told with the news media with Hollywood, everything, mm -hmm. all of our culture is just telling us that we're so terrible. Yeah. 
Um, I, so while we're on the topic of schools and uh, educators, so there were some Florida parents that got together. Um, they all were concerned about their kids wearing masks at school, which um, I know now in Texas anyway, and I can't remember Florida. I, I can't remember what Governor Abbott copies from Ron DeSantis and what he doesn't. But um, I know That's such a good burn. <laughs> but I know you can't you can't force the kids to wear masks good. in Texas anyway. But there are a lot of places where you can. Uh, there were these group of parents in Florida who got together. They're like, we actually don't like our kids wearing masks, and we don't think that it's totally safe, even though the experts like Anthony Fauci would tell you that they are. And so they sent all of these recently worn face masks to the University of Florida for lab testing. Uh, and um, here are some of the, the pathogens that they found on the masks. So they found these dangerous path pathogens and they are responsible for the following illnesses. Uh, pneumonia, tuberculosis, meningitis and sepsis, food poisoning from E. coli, diphtheria, Lyme disease, and urinary tract infections. Um, but other than all of those pathogens I didn't hear uh, COVID. that they found, exactly, other than all of those pathogens, they are actually totally uh, safe. So it's, it's good that we're giving all of these to our children. By the way, no pathogens were found on the control mask. So you are the you are the scientist at the Listen, table. I, I just want to say this simply with masks is from from having a history working in developmental research, working around microbes, working around even engineering bacteria and viruses. Um, nobody wore cloth masks to prevent viral contraction. Like uh, they were usually bacteria. If you look at the size between a virus, which is a non-living. I would even just call it a unit of matter to some extent, but that's all I'll say is it's non-living. And then you have bacteria, which is a living organism. Masks were to prevent living organisms. Also, your spit, uh, just for sanitation. You know, you don't want, you have a lot of bacteria in your mouth, you have enzymes, you don't want that getting to someone's bloodstream. And also you don't want their blood getting into your mouth for blood infections, et cetera. It's never been like, oh yeah, let's fight the flu with masks. That was never a thing. Um, and it's all of a sudden it never was, and then it became, and then it wasn't, and then it became, and then it wasn't, and now it isn't. And you see Dr. Fauci's emails and it never, it was never mm -hmm. able to be used to fight a virus. I think I follow you. But then now, no, but then now we're here and it's a sign of, it's a it's a sign of the religion of the cult. And if you can get your kids to stop wearing masks in schools and they have less ways to show you that they control your family and your kids so they're going to fight you for that mm -hmm. that's why they want to give your kids like hormone treatments or access to abortion the more that they can prove the state can prove they have the control of your kids and you don't the more weak you feel and less likely you are to fight back and that's why they work that's why they keep the battles at the children because that's the most sensitive location for any apparent is what you do to their kids i mean it's just the truth yeah amen and now we see all these moms that are coming out not a lot of the dads but i've seen like maybe one dad but a lot of the wow, moms are coming dads out from it, it is it's true though like wow. i would love for the men to stand up in america Bring True. it on, like send the videos in, please, if there are more men out there. But I just see all of these moms that are attacking the school board and you know, they're coming with facts and figures and, and they can't handle it. Like they're naming names and they're like, whoa, stop that. And they're like, you're, you're telling my child about like the sexual revolution and mm -hmm. all these different things or what they can and cannot do with COVID. Like we need to have this conversation at that school board level because when parents stand up for them, they there we've seen different school boards just completely walk out, right? Like they've they've abandoned their post and new school boards were elected that night. Like there is progress that is being made and it's not really like a huge, huge fight. Like the school board 
is just your neighbors, right? Like it's not something that should be but they're that not, they're not anymore. They're, 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 not. Being, they're, they're, they're trying, running, running campaigns, and they're yes. and they're they're political activists. And that's yes. when you saw that dad. By the way, I want I want to say this. The left keeps talking about democracy, which is not what our yes. country is. They always use that phrase. Oh, bring it on. Let's be a democracy. Because I watched a school board meeting where the, where the teachers called them out and the parent got up on the stage, got in the face, got physical with them. And then they turned it into a Zoom meeting after that because they didn't want to cause problems. If you right. want a democracy, you cannot, you cannot hate violence and love democracy. Democracies are physical. That's why we're not a democracy. Mm -hmm. And I'm not promoting violence. You want a democracy, that's what you're getting. Mm -hmm. You're asking for people to be with each other, in each other's faces, trying to figure out ideas and solutions, not what a republic is, you're gonna start seeing parents fighting back, and they are, and that's why they have to keep it Zoom, because a Zoom government, if you were a real democracy, a government would want to be in the presence of its people. But a rogue democracy that no longer represents its people is afraid of them. That's why everything has to be digital. But we have yeah. seen progress. In San Francisco, there was that phone call, and, and the school board was saying stuff out loud that they didn't think that parents were on the call. They ended up resigning. Oh, yeah. In Arizona, there was a, an entire school board that just got overwhelmed from the entire community showing up. And they all resigned right then and there. They elected five new people. I don't know if that's all well and good, but they did it. And they passed a law right then and there that they wouldn't have masks in school anymore in that Arizona community. So Amazing. you can mm -hmm. make a difference. These, this is just a group of people that isn't really ready for the fight to come to them yet, and it's a great place to take back your freedom and, and protect your children. Right. Yeah, the unfortunate part is that uh, the conservatives are all out, like working, so it's hard for them to They'll make the jobs. meetings. But you're just gonna have to take the time off and get to those meetings. Uh, all right, we gotta take a break, we'll be back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was not ready. There is some shocking footage making the rounds on uh, Twitter and other social media outlets that shows a thief filling, a, I mean, when I say filling a bag, I mean literally just like he has a bag and he's just filling his bag full of stolen goods uh, as two people look on, including a security guard. This is a San Francisco Walgreens. For those of you who are listening on the audio podcast, I am I, guys, am I, this is like a trash bag. He's literally just putting, putting stuff in it. The security guard tries to pull it off of his bike. We grabs it with tries. his, with his, yeah, with his bike. You want that man around you, Joe, and protecting you? Bikes out of the uh, of the Walgreens over in San Francisco. By the way, because of all of these policies, um, they have closed 17 stores in California cities over the past five years because, as we know now in California, they're not going to uh, press charges um, for these low-level petty theft. It's petty theft, right? So that's why you see the security guard who didn't do anything, I guess, because they're like, well, what am I going to do? Hold him for the police who are not going to, to do anything with him. Uh, so there you have it. And this is what the world's come to. And, uh, you know, it just makes you wonder why everyone is fleeing California and moving to uh, other states, such as Texas, which by the way, if you are someone who is a transplant from California, don't vote blue, because that's why you left the crappy state. Your thoughts? I like Supermarket Sweep. I'm happy it came back to Netflix. <laughs> it just feels like that's real life in California now. For yeah. all of the business owners, it's unfortunate. Uh, I lived in San Francisco for a year, about six years ago. That was only 
a one-year deal because I couldn't take it anymore. It was bad and that was six enough. six years ago. Six years ago. So it's gotten it's progressively gotten worse so since worse then. At, I, at I that think point. the last time I visited it was maybe 13 years ago, and it was it was great. Like I thought, this is be it's beautiful. It was I went about a decade, maybe, yeah. a de maybe maybe a little bit more than a decade. It, but it wasn't that long ago, and now there's people stealing. No one doing anything about it. There's poop all over the streets. There's yeah. needles everywhere. I mean, this is not a place I could imagine anyone wanting to raise their children in. I'm gonna do a quick show plug and tell you. Please. Type in on YouTube after this. Nancy Pelosi's Poop City, which is the dumbest title I've ever given to a video, but it is like a 15 minute video of me poop hunting and needle hunting around the city and just finding like rats and feces and needles outside of like food eateries. And it's really disgusting Aww. video and which has now made it in many slanderous articles. They write Elijah Schaefer, who worked for conspiracy theorist Glenn Beck, who's known for filming poop in the streets of San Francisco. And they write that regularly. I think that's an epic title on the guy who films poop in the streets. Anyway, it was that gross where we had to wear hazmat suits and and, um, and it was to the point to where we talked to a security guard out in front of an area. They have to have, so this is what they have to do now. They have to have security guards in these public spaces that, that are just like these cleaning crews that mm -hmm. manage small areas. Because she said that just in that area that they think like every night they pick up like three to 400 needles in that like square block. And that it's like in the tens of thousands in that region. You got to create crews to pick up the needles. You just see them like sprung across. It's it's in it's not livable anymore. Mm -hmm. It's it's beyond disgusting. And it's like these failed policies are why people are leaving. And I just want to echo you. Please don't vote those policies here. But also, I'm glad you had a base segment like this. I, this is my favorite, Sarah. Your commentary on that right now. This is a whole other show we got to start. Really? Yeah. I, I saw the non-polished <laughs> Sarah come out there for a second. Like, this is it. This is just where we're at. This all. It. Uh, and I was like, all right. We've got to have a show called Honest Thoughts with Sarah Gonzalez. Yeah. I, I, less I mean, less news and more opinion. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, do what was the what's the the app that you can download? That the poop you tracker? Can, yeah. What It's like called, a snap crap or something. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't downloaded it. I just use my eyes and just... Hop you don't around. need it, so you don't need to download it. I guess you don't need to it's, download it because you can everywhere. see where the poop is. And yeah. I remember when I lived there, this like was becoming a thing at that point in time, and I think people were getting paid like one hundred and fifty thousand yeah, dollars just to, to go it. pick up poop. And yeah. I was like, a pooper scooper is pulling in one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like it's not that much in San Francisco when right. you see the rents that you have to pay to live there. But I was like, that is a that's an actual job. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, th human, I feel like if it were human right. feces. Right. Not dog feces. These are very, and these are people who often clearly have have <laughs> lack of hydration, which uh, assumes alcohol and drug abuse. Oh, these are not your dog's piles. These are often the most disgusting, vomitable displays of modern art that are all over the floor. I and hope I just you're think, not eating dinner, America. No, no, no. I'm not. No, I'm not joking. And, and we're talking about. And this is what I filmed there. We're talking about. We had to blur scenes. There was such disgusting oh. scenes. We had to blur some of it because. And and news stations had to blur what we captured because it was too graphic for audiences. Like that's how bad it is that people used our footage and had a blur footage of the scenes. And thankfully, because we love you guys, some of the scenes we just chose not to put on screen because <laughs> I, there was a point where like I threw up on air because we like we like got behind like a, a thing. And went, 
I just, I'm not going to make the noise trigger anyone, okay. but I immediately just like, that's how San Francisco is. You can on air have a vomit response by how gross it is. Okay, now I have to go and watch that myself. So make sure that you go to uh, Elijah's channel, uh, Slightly Offensive. Probably on, on Blaze TV as well. Yeah, probably on Blaze TV as well. Make sure that you go catch that. Um, definitely Nancy not Pelosi. while you're eating. Nancy All right, we got to take a city. break. That's really funny. We'll be back. Uh, it is her city. It's her poop city. It it's is. a district. It I is. was like, yeah. Don't forget, uh, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, maybe you're watching on Blaze TV, maybe you're watching on Pluto, wherever you are watching this program, make sure you go to wherever you get your audio podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters. Uh, if you give us a good review, you also may see yours read live on air, like the one today from Ross DGMN, uh, who says five stars, and it says, you and your guests are the best. I do not miss a show. A real gift for free-thinking individuals. Thank you, and I have to count for a second. It's one, two, three, four, five, six. I think it's, is that seven? There's seven exclamation points after the thank you, so you know that Ross really means it. Congrats. Thank you. Congrats. With eight exclamation points to you. Yeah, that was really good though. You know they love you. Once you pass the three or the four, this is extreme right. appreciation. I mean, I'm not there with you yet. That's dedication, really? No. I just gave you the eight though. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll I'm giving Elijah we'll eight for the all the poop talk on okay, show. Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you ten Francisco. for letting it happen on your show. You get, you get ten exclamation points. I mean, points. I didn't really have a choice at that point, but okay, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.